A's for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. seems like it's jumping ahead when you talk about like three years and four years um but i think it's really important this time of year for me is for sure as far as having a sober birthday i guess we should discuss explain what a birthday is or what it means well and yeah yeah well the the sobriety birthday is usually the anniversary of your first day sober that's at least how i count it not my Mm. last day drinking my first day without a drink is is my sobriety birthday. I prefer anniversary. I like birthday, but no one's gotten me a cake yet. So <laughs> I got a birthday pie that I bought. My wife bought me a slice of pie for my birthday, so I ate that. That was nice. Uh, that was yeah. That was a pretty big uh uh different type of celebration than I was typically having on my birthday. You know, my clothes stayed on most of the time, so it was pretty good. Um, so you just celebrated four years, yeah, four years sober mm-hmm. on the 4th of July. Yeah. 2014. Yes. And you celebrated three years sober on the 6th of July. What is that? Well, 2015. 2015. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're good. The math's good. Yeah. It adds up. Dude, I'm a mathematician, man. Nobody knows this about me. You know, and one thing that, um, with with the birthdays and, and I'll I'll jump ahead here real quick and just say that I people think of it differently because I know that some people will say, Well, I didn't that's my first day without a drink and um but some people will, you know, have taken they'll smoke weed or stuff like that and they won't include that. Yeah. Um I also people will have you know, I'll just explain I mean, I had accidentally taken a bite of some butterscotch pudding that had scotch in it yeah and i know that doesn't seem like a big deal to a lot of people but when you're you know only a few months in and you're trying to figure it all out and i mean i immediately felt flushed and red and like i I, it was a uh that moment where you're just like wow i'm gonna I'm, i'm about to get drunk yeah and it was just a bite of something that had some booze in it and my body knew immediately what it was wow and i wouldn't i mean my biggest fear was that that meant i had to negate my birthday that i couldn't have july 6th anymore Mm -hmm. and i struggled with it and i don't think i told anybody for a very long time about it because i was just so i felt embarrassed and ashamed and it was totally a mistake yeah (laughs) you know i'm sitting here worried that I will have to start all over again because I had a bite of pudding. Right. And I think for me, it comes down to intention. I didn't intend to have scotch that day. I didn't right. intend, you know, to have any any alcohol. It was a complete accident. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you shouldn't count that against yourself that you got a pudding buzz, you know. Got nice and pudding drunk. Um <laughs> Well, my story is, uh, you know, when I first got sober, I actually smoked pot every night for the first like two, three months. For, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, to deal with the withdrawal from it because I couldn't sleep and I was sweating buckets and I couldn't sleep. I just had massive insomnia. I mean, I, even four years later, I still suffer from insomnia. I don't think that's 
post-acute withdrawal, but I did have withdrawal, but I still counted the time without alcohol because my biggest problem was alcohol, you know, and I think you're absolutely right with intention. Everybody's version of recovery is different, you know, and, and uh, it's really how you do it. Um, as long as you're not drinking or using the drug of your choice. But then again, I can see it being an incredibly slippery so slope, especially if you have an addictive personality to be using other substances. Um, there was a point where I didn't, I didn't feel like I was physically going through withdrawal anymore. So I stopped because the marijuana wasn't feeling good. I would just fall asleep, you know? And I thought mm -hmm. when I first came in, I, I, uh, when I first got sober, I didn't use any program or anything for the first God, like month. I was just all white knuckles, you know? Yeah, so I was either. just like, yeah, I'm not going to drink and that's it. I'm just done drinking and I don't need a program. I'm good. I'm good. I'll just smoke pot and go to sleep. But I still, I still count that July 4th, 2014 because it was, it was alcohol. That was my thing. It was, it yeah. wasn't even just my thing. It was like my, my obsession. It was like my other wife, you know, it was, mm -hmm. she was a meaner wife too. But uh, yeah. So with me, I feel like, I still count myself as on July 4th, 2014. I wouldn't recommend it to someone trying to get sober to smoke marijuana. What, marijuana? Personally. <laughs> yeah. It's not something I necessarily regret doing. I still feel like I'm being honest to who I am and what I'm doing. But I also don't want to put it out there in the world and say, oh, yeah, smoke some pot. You'll be fine. You know, because that, you know, that that may lead to you using again or drinking again and and uh Man, that would suck, <laughs> especially if you have the intention in your mind to not use or drink. And yeah. as far as eating food with liquor in it, I've done that in the past like once or twice. Like I had a mm -hmm. flan that had amaretto on it. And then after eating the flan, I was like, was that amaretto? Because that was really sweet. And I remember amaretto not being sweet. It tasted like f fucking ass. It was I hate amaretto. But it, I remember it being really sweet, so it could have been a liqueur, but I didn't feel – I didn't have the physical reaction like you did. I just ate my flan and was stoked that I had flan, you know? Oh. So. Yeah, my pudding, yeah. My pudding buzz was immediate. It's a good it was, pudding it buzz, was, man. It was, it was <laughs> from my tongue to my brain yeah. in less than a second, and yeah. it was – I was hot and I was flushed and I, I was at work when they were doing this tasting. Oh, wow. And I remember feeling such shame and guilt and not having the time or space to process it. Yeah. Because at that point I had been, you know, I'd been in a 12-step program for I think a couple of months. But my first couple of months, my first two months were were by myself, not yeah. doing anything, hiding in my room. Uh, I would drink the crystal geyser uh, lime sparkling water because it was kind of spicy and tangy and it would burn. Yes. And I would imagine that it was like whiskey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. But it was that moment I just freaked out and I had to go to work and there was no time to process, well, what does this mean? Does this mean that I have to start all over? Does that mean I can't have July 6th? Does that mean that I need to, I don't know. But yeah. I yeah. finally came to terms with the fact that the Puddin' Buzz was not going to ruin something that I had started. It was my intention. And, you know, later you come to realize that, at least I came to realize that you do it however you want to do it. Yeah. There's, mm -hmm. there, the, everybody has their own way of doing it. There are lots of different um, programs and ways of doing it. But for me, 
accidentally having some pudding was fine because I wasn't going back for seconds and it was not a good feeling. It was not a joyous, happy feeling at all. Right. It's not like you also, it's not like you ate the pudding and ended up in an underground uh, fight club in Thailand, you know, just woke up there, (laughs) just woke up there (laughs) punching some guy in the head. Um, Right. So in regards to birthdays, uh, do you use your birthday as a time of reflection? Do you honor your birthday with a ritual? Do you feel anxiety? I mean, what do you do a special thing? Is, I guess that's four questions, but let's I think break it down. For me, well, I'll, this this birthday was pretty big yeah. for me. Yeah. I I had the intention of I quit my job. Yeah. I was a bartender for 13 years on and off, well, almost always on. Um but I quit my job and I got to go out on a date with my girlfriend for the first time in a very long time on a Friday night. All right. We went and saw a movie. We went and had dinner. Uh, we went. I got some ice cream. I got two scoops of ice cream. It was awesome. <laughs> that was that was my big deal. But as far as any sort of rituals or anything around that, uh, I keep for me. It's very subdued. You know, I I'm pretty mellow with it. I'll take some time. You know, I'll wake up in the morning and you know really think about that moment three years ago. And that's, I think that's the biggest thing is that it's not only a celebration of how far you've come and that it's, it's important to remember that because it's very easy to get complacent when you're sober and everything's going well and everything's great and you've got money in the bank and things are good and you go, well, gosh, it'd be a great day for a beer. And then it's gone, you know? Yeah. But I, I think that it reminds me of the day that I decided to quit and in turn reminds me of the day before (laughs) and the reason why I decided to quit. Yeah. So there's definitely reflection. There's definitely, I wouldn't say any ritual necessarily. I don't, I don't burn any incense. I don't do anything special, but I definitely save some time for myself. What about you? Uh, I don't have any. Ri- oh, I, that's bullshit. I do. I totally have a ritual. So I have uh, uh, from the 12 step program in it. I mean, I have a coin for 24 hours and mm-hmm. uh, I drill a hole in the coin for every year. So every year when the year has passed, I take the coin in the garage with a drill and I drill a hole in it. Um, I guess there's some slight reflection, but nothing major. I don't sit down and like, you know. Uh, write it all down in my dream journal or anything like that maybe i should i don't have a dream journal either but um i think uh you know this year my wife and daughter went camping out of town on the fourth of july i was left all alone to my own devices which typically in the past would mean that you know it was time for a bender but uh this time around I, i literally had half a piece of pecan pie and played video games you know for like hours and hours and now i just had time to myself you know uh, the year before, I went and saw fireworks with my wife and a friend of hers and their kid, and and that was pretty intense that year. Just be, watching the fireworks for some reason became this whole metaphor for like renewal, you know what I mean? Like renewal and like things starting over again. But when I really break it down and look at it, these years are important to me, but tomorrow 
is more important than the year. You know what? I, and not even tomorrow. Just this, this, this twenty four hours I have. You know that my concept of time yeah. in twenty four hours because the year is rad. Like I went for, I've gone four years without a drink, and that's a long time. That's a really long time for a guy like me. But if I can make it to bed tonight without a drink, then I'm really happy. You know, and it's not like I'm desperate. It's not like I'm sitting here fiending for fucking whiskey. It's just if I can make it through the shitty days and the hard days and the days when things are boring and there's nothing to do without drinking, then like I consider that almost a bigger victory than the anniversary itself. Although I hear that it feels great to get up in a room full of, you know, people clapping and collect a coin, you know, collect a chip. Yeah, it does. I, I, yeah. I did it today and it was really bizarre. I always become overcome with emotion and I'm in the what you call the shoe section of the room, you know, in the back with all the sneakers and loafers, you know. And uh, I, I get the I get the chip and I sit down back there and I I every time, even from the twenty four hour chip up until now I, I almost cry like every time actually as a matter of fact I think I cried the first three months I got a chip I went in the back of the room and cried because I was like wow I I'm doing this like I did this if I just keep doing this like things can get better you know it was uh yeah yeah it's always crazy it, man <laughs> I had a similar experience sitting there and. Got what happens is in in the rooms when when I go in and somebody says they have a birthday, you know they they take the coin, they take the chip, and they yeah. pass it around. And and there's the one old guy, and he's an old biker, and I love to listen to him talk. But he he says, let's pass this around, get some group conscience on it. And so everybody wow. rubs the coin, yeah. And you kind of think about it. And this this other guy said, "I got 18 months today," and so everyone's passing this coin around for 18 months, yeah. And then somebody passes a coin, a, another coin around, but it's the same coin, yeah. And and I'm like, "Where's where's my coin? <laughs> <laughs> what is this shit? Where's my coin? Why is this guy getting double love?" And but uh, so I went and talked to him and he said, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm out and uh, just, you know, give me a call. Come talk to me next week. Or and I had my my coin for two years and I said, well, this one still seems to be working. I think it's got a little bit more left. So I think I can yeah. wait another week. That's but great. it was it's great. It's great to sit around and everyone's excited and everyone's looking at you and they're really just happy and proud and stoked. And hey, it it's it's something else. And you know, there's these, there's coins. The guy was talking about was recovery begins with the first sober hour. Right. And that moment where you make that decision. And so that's why, you know, that's that when I take the moment to, to, to reflect on that day on July 6th about where I was that day. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's hugely important, but you're right. What about the rest of tonight? Because right. I mean, I, I I have no intention, I have no desire, I have no craving. I I got a craving for, you know, some peanut butter and chocolate ice cream, maybe. But I might just. <laughs> <laughs> you got some of that. You that doesn't that stashed away. I don't have any in the house. No, it's. But you know, you don't wrap your car around a telephone pole because you ate a whole carton of dryers. Well, yeah, you can't hide like a peanut butter uh, chocolate ice cream like under your bed for later because it all melts. It just turns into rancid milk, you know? Oh, that yeah. would be a rough one. Yeah. yeah. You can't have one of those sitting in the toilet tank. No, you can't. For Man, you. that's 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 pretty gangster, the toilet tank one. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, the thing um, about it is is it gets, 
you know, I, I just I I really want to emphasize like we celebrate these anniversaries because they're milestones in in our lives, and it, it, the milestone is that hopefully and and typically things get better things get better things get hard sometimes but they get way better you know and that i think that's mm-hmm. more of any reason why i'd celebrate it wouldn't be like oh uh, i've been sober for years and yeah i've been fucking miserable like i wouldn't want to celebrate that but i've been like okay i've been sober for years there's been some really hard parts and some really great parts and i'm fucking stoked that i got to see it through clarity that's what i always say with clarity i'm mm-hmm. always grateful for clarity and that, that's one of the big things I think if I do reflect, I don't do it consciously, but that's the one thing I reflect on is clarity and mm-hmm. improvement. How do I improve my life here? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine. I know there, I know there, I have heard from some people who have several years sober and they are angry and miserable. Yeah. And, and I, I often want to go up to them and ask them, why do they still do it? Yeah. Cause there must be something, it must be better. Even right. if you're, even if you're still upset about things, even if you're still an angry person, you know, I think, um, Mark Marin talks a lot about that too, where he's, he's, well, you know, I'm, I'm, what does he say? I make better mistakes and I'm working on my anger and stuff like that. And so there's the, I think there's clarity and there's, you just have, you have the ability to look at the things that, that need to be fixed in your life. Yeah. You, you have the ability, you have the clarity of mind to say, oh, it's not, it wasn't just the alcohol. It actually, it, it wasn't all the alcohol at all anyway. It was, yeah. it was my anger issues or there was depression or it was the fact that I couldn't, you know, manage money regardless, Yes, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So there's this, um, you know, this, like you said, that clarity that comes with not drinking. Yeah. So it's the, it's the, and then from that point, you decide what you can do about the clarity, you know, about Mm -hmm. being able to recognize it. My wife always tells me when I do have a low moment and I am being a dick, you know, I recognize it immediately afterwards and after I flash and I say, oh man, I, I'm being a real dick right now. I can feel it. I'm sorry. I'm being so horrible. And she always says, that's the biggest step you're making right now is recognizing it. Now you got to take that second biggest step in like amend it and do something about it and do something consciously to affect your mood be it you know any any venue you want to take whether it's you know therapy or doing your own personal work or meditation or even you know there's a big p word doing some prayer i guess you know like whatever works for you whatever finds you calmness and if you can't find that calmness it's always good to ask another person who's in a similar boat where they find their calmness and maybe try to apply that to your life you know Mm mm-hmm yeah, but recognize the P word, the P word prayer, right? Because I'm a, I'm a 42 year old guy. I grew up in the 90s with punk rock, you know, like prayer, the concept, the spiritual concept prayer is like probably better saved for another time when we can really go into depth with it. But, you know, it's always that word. Mm-hmm. That word is always like, you know what? The, the, that's the weirdest thing about being in this 12 step program is this when the spirituality aspect comes up and I figure find myself to be a pretty spiritual person, but it's always like when they say the G word or the P word, God or prayer to me, it always feels like someone farted in an elevator. You know what I mean? Like it's there, you're in it, you're feeling it. Now you either got to accept it and roll with it and just be like, this is pretty rough or you got to fight it and try to get off the next floor and, you know, have to walk the way the rest of the walk the rest of the way up the parking garage, you know, 
Like, it's your choice, but it it always felt like that to me when someone busts that shit out, you know? Because I feel it internally, and I'm not really comfortable with throwing it out there in the world all the time, but Mm -hmm. I'm also doing a podcast, so, you know, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, man. Ah, yes, the fart in the elevator. Fart in the old, the old recovery fart in the Uh, elevator, dude. And my stop's not till the top of the building. Yeah, so now we're sitting here, we're in it, so might as well just Mm -hmm. gel with it and be with it, make it, become one with it, yeah. Yeah, I... You know, I I think that um yeah I it's probably best left for another another episode absolutely but, yeah I, I yeah but um I think it's important and I think that um well we'll get into that later date but I birthdays are are very important and I, I it's just it was a special time and you know like I said we got to go out to dinner we got to go see a movie. And it was just really awesome to to really appreciate it and to really just enjoy it. And when I think back to like birthdays that I had in the past, and I don't want to negate any of the fun, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> any of the fun that might have been had, any of the fun that was had. I mean, there was some fun, yeah, you know, but it was always laden with this undertone of pain and suffering and you know we're gonna have this big party and we're gonna get people together and we're gonna have a good time and we're gonna rent a room and we're gonna roast a pig and oh yeah and yeah all all that ends up happening is you are drunk in a cab with your shirt undone your tie undone yelling at your girlfriend or your wife or having a fight in the street with your friends, throwing a bottle of Chardonnay at somebody's head, whatever it might be. I don't think those were all the same night, but Uh, you you get what I... Chardonnay (laughs) at someone's head? It wasn't me. (laughs) But you get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying, yeah. And and so when I think back to all those times at birthdays, and and it's just, I've only had three sober birthdays. Have I had three? Yeah. I've only had two. I've only well, I've only technically had two sober. Oh, a belly button birthdays. Is sober birthday biological birthdays, birthdays, but I've had three. Yeah, well, yeah, biological birthdays. So when I think about those those moments, or just any sort of celebration, to be quite honest, there's that there's an awareness that I really appreciate that before it was. We're going to get so fucked up tonight. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And it was never awesome. And I was always broke. And ooh, there's some terrifying hangovers on some of those birthdays, too. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 My I just appreciate (laughs) I appreciate the where the awareness that comes with it. Yeah. My physical birthday, my biological birthday is in a month. That'll be my fifth sober biological birthday because I got sober in July and then my birthday's in August. But uh, mm-hmm. I remember that a month, like being sober like a month and having my 39th birthday, I think it was. And just, I was pretty bummed. To be honest with you, I was pretty bummed because I was still in the throes of withdrawal and my mind was still thinking like that, you know? So I was just like, wow, this is what it is, huh? Just and I and my living situation wasn't the best at that period of time. We were in transition, my entire family was. So I was like, this is all mm-hmm. I get. Did you I mean, did you want to drink? No, I didn't want to drink, later? but I 
straight up felt sorry for myself that I couldn't drink. And that I, a lot through my early recovery, I would feel sorry for myself a lot that I couldn't drink like a normal person. I'd be angry. And I especially remember being angry on that birthday and being like, oh, why can't I be normal? Why can't I be like a normal person and just get completely blackout drunk on my birthday? You know, which is not what fucking normal people do, man. They have like a clam bake and maybe a glass of Chianti or something, you know. But I was just like, why can't I be typical and drink an entire fifth, you know, and then, you know, eat a cake and cry, you know, or whatever it was I did. But uh, as time passed for my biological birthdays, it got better. Like my 40th birthday was great. You know, I had had a little more... um, experience under my belt maybe experience is the wrong word it's just being a little more centered and having that clarity more clarity under my belt to be able to appreciate it with my daughter you know close friends and it was all low-key everything every birthday i've had since then has been super low-key you know it's just hey i'm here i'm a year older or hey i'm here i'm a an an additional year sober low-key just give me some pecan pie man maybe some german chocolate cake and i'm cool man right right um I wanted to ask you, and I wanted to bring this up since we're talking about sober birthdays, we're talking about drinking, we're mm-hmm. talking about biological birthdays. In 2017, I put together um, what we used to do a lot of, which was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a, um, a Pisces party. Yeah, the Pisces party. And well, there's a the real quick um, backstory to this is that there were a lot of us that were all born around the same time. So it just made more sense to have one single party for the entire group rather than, and it was, it was a reason to party, but so it was my first, it was my 40th birthday. It was my second sober biological birthday. Maybe it was my first. Anyhow, it was 2017 and I called up a bunch of people and we organized this whole thing and I got a room in downtown San Francisco and we got to, we got to go to the, um, what's it called? The, not the lava lounge. Why do I, why am I forgetting the Tonga room and big party? And I got like 20 some people that I've known for years and years and years. And I asked Jerry, I said, Hey Jerry, do you want to, you know, (laughs) you remember? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you mind talking about this. No, not at all. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got I got an extra room for you. Oh shit! You can come, you know, I'll pick you up at the at <laughs> the airport or the train room. station. Yeah. And I remember I would be texting with Jerry, and I was like, "Hey, man!" And I didn't get like quick responses, or they were kind of vague, or <clears throat> you know, I remember you saying, "I'm not really sure about the train," and I so I would download the uh, Amtrak app, and I was like, "Here you go. Here's the train. Here's when it leaves. Here's when it shows up, man. I'd really love for you to be there. It's my fortieth birthday." All of our old friends are going to be there. It'll be awesome. You should totally come. You know, we'll go to a meeting or something. And it was like forever before I finally got a answer from you that was definitive. Yeah. And maybe, and you said, no, I can't make it. I can't make it. Yeah. And um, maybe you want to, you said, I think you said you didn't have enough money or something like that, which I I don't know. I mean, that may have been That was partly the case. Yeah. Um, you ever try to put a, uh, oh, this is going to sound really weird. Have you ever tried to teach a child mm-hmm. how to swim? <laughs> so when, like when I was teaching my daughter how to swim, 
she was really good with the shallow end. But the minute I would take her out into the deep end, it was panic. Like she would freak out. She couldn't handle how deep it was. She was afraid that I would drop her or she would drown or there was that instinctual fear of being in deep water. And that was exactly what I felt with this Pisces party because initially I was really excited to go and I was way down to go. And we were having money issues at that point in time because that's like the slowest period of time in my job. But I figured mm-hmm. I could put a sum aside and, and get it going. And uh, me not me not answering quickly wasn't necessarily me trying to be flaky. It was really me parsing it over and like rolling it over in my mind whether or not I was ready to get into that deep end of the pool. Because you got you got to put in mind I hadn't traveled at all sober. I hadn't been anywhere sober. I I just stayed in Eugene. I, I hadn't been home. God, I went home for the first time ever in three years last summer so i hadn't gone anywhere sober and then to top it off like all my favorite drinkers were there i would be traveling i'd have a lot of like spare time and it fucking scared the shit out of me it like free it like gave me anxiety to think about it about being on a train alone for that long with nothing to do but just be me and then being around all my favorite drunks you know i mean Mm. i don't want to call my good friends drunks but you know they're my favorite people to drink with you know, and then being right. away from home and then the money thing piled on top of it and all the pressure from all of that, it just kind of imploded. But a lot of the time, yeah, I came off really flaky and I absolutely was probably being flaky, but I also know that what was going on with me internally was that fear. It was it was straight up fear. And that dictated a lot of what I did during that period of time. Now, I, I would, I'd, I'd go now. I'd do it now because I've traveled since then. I had gotten to the deep end of the pool. You know, I took a train home from Arizona and I'm not a great flyer, you know, but I'm a great train rider. And, and I realized like, this is nothing. It's 2018. I don't need to drink on a train. I'm not just stuck here with a sketchbook and a bottle of whiskey. Like I can put everything on an iPad and just watch Netflix. I can just binge Kimmy Schmidt for eight hours or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of it, I felt really bad for letting you down. So yeah, I'll make amends. I'm sorry for letting you down. Well, there. I didn't realize that you had rented me a room. My God damn, dude, I feel, I feel like such a dick right it's now. It's okay. I didn't. I but, didn't. I was. I was able to. Uh, I was able to cancel the room. There was right. no money lost. Oh, I wasn't. That okay. my intention. My intention was not to. Um, to to get an apology out of no, you. No, I know. We already it? discussed no. this. Dude, we're not fishing over <laughs> a podcast for apologies. I get it. Yeah, but I still feel that but remorse. It was, you know. I, cause I, I know, I know, I know exactly how you felt because mm-hmm. I was there and I, I had some very similar, uh, feelings when I was putting this all together and right. thinking, oh, okay, well, and I, and I thought to myself, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drink with these people or I'm not gonna drink at all, but is it gonna be okay? Is it gonna be comfortable? Is it gonna be awkward? Is it gonna be, you know, how is it gonna be? How am I going to interact with these people as they all get loaded on my birthday? Yeah. And to be honest, we had dinner. Everybody had a few drinks. I got to see some people that I hadn't seen in a long time. And and then I went to bed. Yeah. The lady and I went upstairs to the room and we went to bed. And I don't know what everybody else did. I heard somebody, you know peed on a windowsill and something else happened. And <laughs> sounds about right though. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I thought, Oh, I'm so glad I don't have to be a part of that anymore. Yeah. yeah. So it was, I, I feel, I feel your pain as far as the anxiety, but 
when when I part of why I was doing it, you know, and somebody else had had inspired it and said, hey, we should really do this and all get together and so on and so forth. And I really wanted to test myself and I wanted to for me, it was that deep water. And I, and I, I said, well, I, I just need to jump in because if I can do this, then I can go into any place and go deal with anything. Yeah. And it was definitely a test that I had put myself through Yeah, for that. So it was, um, we'll do it again. It will, it'll happen again. I think we should do it again. Yeah. Because I'm just going to show up completely fucking fabulous this time. You have no idea. I'm just going to show up. I'm going to be like that ugly girl in high school and show up and look like a 24. I'm going to go beyond a 10, be a 24. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was fear, and fear is a good one. Fear is also part of the birthday thing in a way because hopefully you're celebrating that 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 anniversary or that that biological birthday, and you're you're learning how to let go of the fear. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've let I've made a lot of big strides since then. Well, that wasn't last year. That was in 2015, 16, 2016. No, that was that was, was that 17. last year, dude. That was oh geez. No, because I just turned forty one. That was last year. Damn. Well, I ain't scared no more. <laughs> well, that's good. We'll, we'll we'll do it again. I um, you know, the other thing I wanted to say about birthdays is there's a really great um, there's a really great uh Reddit subreddit that uh talks about what is it called? Stop drinking. Yeah, stop drinking. Mm-hmm. And I remember I signed up for it, and then you get the little marker, and it tells you how many days you've been sober. Yeah. And I'd watch this little counter, and even in the first year. And I was like, damn, I can't, I'm not going to make it to 365, 365, 365. That's mm-hmm. impossible. And then now it's what, over a thousand days yeah. sober, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. may, I don't, I certainly don't check it as much as I used to. And I, I'm not really a counter per se. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's just a good, it's a good marker. And you kind of, again, I think as an alcoholic one of the things I am very quick to do is to judge myself and to negate the achievements that I have, I have made, you know, and I'm learning better and better to not do that (laughs) as much Mm -hmm. to, uh, I have one of the things I have written up on my, on my wall, on my board is, um, achievements, not indulgence. And that just sort of, that goes with everything. That's right. whether or not you want to have a drink, uh, whether or not I should um, I should go for a swim or I should, you know, have three donuts. So yeah. right. <laughs> those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but not being uh, a counter so much, I did want to read a quote from one of my favorite fictional um, sober alcoholics. And you may remember the TV show House of Cards, and there was a character named Doug Stamper. Weird, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, um, he was he was an alcoholic, and he he talked about counting the days. And I just wanna, I just wanna read this real quick because I love this quote. And he says, "I'm Doug, and I'm an alcoholic. One of the things I do for a living is count. I count votes, yays, nays, neutrals, abstaining, and I'm good at it." But the most important count I do has nothing to do with work. It's the number of days since April 4th, 1999. As of this morning, that's 5,185. The biggest, the bigger that number gets, 
the more it frightens me because I know all it takes is one drink to go back to zero. Most people see fear as a weakness. It can be. Sometimes for my job, I have to put fear into other people. I know that's not right. But if I'm honest, like the fourth step asks us to be, I have to be ruthless because failure is not an option. The same goes for my sobriety. I have to be ruthless with myself. I have to use my fear. It makes me stronger. Like everyone else in this room, I can't control who I am, but I can control zero. Fuck the zero. Yeah. Words. That's so, good. You know, I, he's he's an intense character, but I never watched House of Cards. Oh, <laughs> I watched like the first four episodes, but that's a great quote. You know, the other thing you got to look at when you're looking at the counter is like, you know, if if you end up losing that time, you end up relapsing and going out. It's not like you've lost that time. You shouldn't mm-hmm. look at it as a precious thing that you will lose. You should really look at it as a record of your achievement and look what you've done. You know, it's the best yeah. way to look at it. Like, you know, you've got, you know, I, I think I'm, I don't know the math. I think I'm like 1400 and some days or something. And I just got maybe more. And I look at it and I'm like, this is what I've accomplished. This is not what I'm going to lose. It's not what I have to sacrifice if I go back out again. I just need to have the hope that if I can accomplish that, I can accomplish just today, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say... <laughs> Thank you and happy birthday, Jerry. Yeah, thank you and happy birthday to you, John. Thanks again for listening. As always, our music is by Neglect. You can find his stuff at neglectsound.bandcamp.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And get a hold of us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com.